HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, hey, welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Today is Tuesday, February 7th, 2017. We've got some new and old friends from New York's beer bar scene joining us tonight. And with, you know, New York City Beer Week coming up at the end of February, we thought it would be appropriate to have a number of beer bar owners here and, and represent what they're doing because it's such an important part of the industry. And uh, we'll go around the room. Everyone introduce themselves and, and say where you're from. How's it going? Jimmy. I'm uh, Zach Mack. I'm the owner of Alphabet City Beer Co. in uh, East Village, Manhattan. All right. Ralph Perazzo from uh, Beers, Burgers, Desserts in Rocky Point, Long Island. Brian Fisher from the Wilkie in bed Brooklyn. Josh Van Horn from Gold Star Beer Counter in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. Sophia Delgiganti, writer, blogger, owner, and founder of uh, BeerFitClub.com. All right. Josh Richel, one of the owners at The Well. Right here in East Williamsburg. All right. All great places, all great people. And a big shout-out to Union Beer Distributors, our suppliers of world-class ales and lagers for sponsoring the show. So, you know, it is cool. You know, we've been, you know, Zach, Mac, I know you're right for Thrillist, too, and you've been on the show a lot. You know, a lot of things have changed. You know, one time there were a few, like, historical beer bars, like a Blind Tiger and, and Spite and Dival and DBAs. And then, there, you know, there was explosion of craft beer and explosion of new beer bars. But now so much is about, you know, the breweries and, and the tasting rooms in New York City. But, like, you know, how do you feel as a beer bar owner? Like, what's our place in, in the industry and with Beer Week coming up? Well, I, it's, it's really funny you bring that up. I was talking about this with someone the other day that it's – I used to be when someone came in as a visitor and they were asking to go check out local breweries. First year we were open, I had, like, two. And there was nothing that you could really – like – like gush about but now it's the opposite problem it's like there's not enough time in a month-long trip to see everything there is to see i think places like ours are in a good position because we get to support those amazing local breweries and kind of like curate the best of of what amazing stuff is happening in the city even if it's not like your blind tigers and things like that have never really been more relevant than they are now because of that and then and josh from the well so when, when you opened you know tell us when you opened and what was your approach to you know you have like over 25 taps and uh, yeah, we have 60 tabs. Uh, it's funny because when we first... I knew that was over 25. <laughs> <laughs> when we first opened up, or when we first were building the place out, you know, we thought, all right, 60, that seems like so many. I don't, you know, I don't know, maybe that's overboard. And then before we even got open, there were two other bars that had more than 60 tabs before we got there. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's great to have that many tabs. It's great to have that sort of selection because... Like he said before, you know, there's so many breweries now that you don't have time to really hit them all up, but you can come to places like ours and you get to taste, you know, one of each of those breweries. And we get to say as bar owners, you know, like all these local beer makers who are just making phenomenal beer now, you know, we get to be part of that, that scene too. So, And then uh, Josh, Gold Star Beer Counter, you're in uh, Prospect Heights. 
Uh, you know, what, what's your approach? Because you're a little smaller operation. Yeah, we're smaller. We have a, I mean, we have 16 taps. We do do retail. Uh, and we just try to, you know, keep it fresh, go through kegs every week. We Like our goal would typically be if somebody came in on a Monday, the next thing they came in the following the Monday, that it would be all new. Every every single tap would be new. I'll say one thing about you know, owning a bar and a restaurant in the New York City area is that we have fun. And we're over here at Roberto's in, in Bushwick, and we walked in today, and they had their staff party last night. And you know what? They took the day off, and they're not even open yet. So the first time we ever had to wait around for beer, but we're going to have beers. So Ralph from, from BBD Eats in uh, Rocky Point, Long Island, good to see you, man. Welcome back. Good to see you, brother. So what's your approach? I mean, you do so many things. You're out in Long Island, but you know, you're, you're working with d- different breweries that I've never heard of. Um, to be honest with you, um, we, we we focus on the pour, um, you know, where, where the gases and pressures and everything, making sure each beer is perfect. We guarantee you can balance three bottle caps in the head of your beer. If you can't, it's not right. Um, so we, we really kind of go the extra mile on gases and stuff, like using uh, straight nitrogen for our nitrogen beers and straight CO2 for our CO2 beers and on a short drawer so you pour perfect beer. Um, and then, you know, the food is a big aspect, you know, to, you know, we craft all our food there from scratch, just like the brewers do. And that's where all the relationships come. You mentioned small breweries all the time at BBDs. Just happens that the smaller guys always want to come around and do something cool because we're small, too. Well, let's jump now. Now, so Brian from the Wilkie, just tell us a quick, quick summary of what you guys are doing, too. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome so questions. Uh, we uh, we opened about a year ago, just celebrate a year anniversary. So it's been it's been exciting to to come into the scene and uh, and enjoy all of these really you know rad local breweries. And I, I know even in the year and a half that I've been here, uh, it's been um, just crazy growth in in the kinds of places that you can visit and uh, you know the quality of and standard of beer. Um, I moved out here from Chicago, which is uh, a great great beer scene and culture, and there is a lot of those places that you can visit that just wasn't here, but but now they are, and it's really exciting. And so you know, uh, similar to Gold Star, we you know we have a you know uh, about eighteen. Um, beers on tap and again also just trying to keep it fresh and and you know bring in all these these local flavors and you know share their story i i I think it's still you know there's a special dynamic that happens at a bar versus a tap room uh but uh, I, th- I think it. I think it's uh, fun to you know the, the the locals or the people visiting, as you know happens so often in New York. You know, looking for you know what what the the local talents like and you know being able to send somebody to like a kcbc and tell them their story um across our bars is is part of a, a big experience for us for sure no that's great and so fia so i know you more as a a, a writer and you wrote for some edible long island and you're a blogger you know, did you ever wonder what goes into these beer bars like for example you know question i want to ask maybe you have the same question is what systems do, do bars use and is there a better system for pouring draft beer i mean have you ever wondered about that I guess I've thought about things like that. For me, I really think about uh, what goes into choosing their lineup um, and how they like to distribute their beer uh, with local versus national uh, versus international um, and what goes into those choices. That's really what I'm more interested in. I mean, the tap systems, you could tell if a bar's got a good tap system if they don't. Um, you know, especially uh, in the glass, when you're looking at your glass, you shouldn't see any bubbles on the side. You know, um, that means they're not, you know, you know, cleaning those glasses correctly. But for me personally, I really think more about the beer choices. I'm more of like a, I more think about the choices that they're making. That's a, that's a great direction. So you want to take that, Zach? Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about before, I joke all the time that my job has gotten easier in the last few years because <laughs> there's a lot to pick from. And it's not that there's there's a lot of beer out there. Not all of it's amazing or great. But there are those moments of, of sitting down, tasting something the first time, and being so excited that I'm going to get to take this keg in and pour it for people. The There's a lot of people who want to be on if you've been around for a while or you have any reputation. Like We're about to turn five, which essentially makes us a dinosaur in New York. Um, we uh, we uh, we have people who who come in and want to want to be. <laughs> they want to come in and, and be. Rob, you can la- laugh into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's just fun because now we are in the position where we get to work with a lot of different people, like build genuine relationships with them, and it just so happens that a lot of the time they happen to be really good at making beer too. So you get to have fun with these people, support them financially, support them, you know, as as a brand or as a brewery. 
And uh, it's it's a great, fun little industry, and it's getting more fun by the day. So, and first, awesome. we, we mentioned on the way in. First, uh, what does a beer bar owner look like, Sophia? Uh, there's there's three guys in this room that brought came in the the, the lumberjack, right? The red and black, the red and black. Uh, Plaid. Most of the guys have beards, and then Rob comes hipsters. in. Yeah, Ralph's got the giant beard. And it's funny today. I read. I'm shaving them all. Epic beard. Walt, Walt, Walt Whitman in like you know the 1860s. Also, you know, writers, as you know, Zach have to do many bylines. He wrote under a byline a health column, and at the time he recommended that men should have long beards because it keeps germs from going into their mouths. But that's what Ralph looks like. He's got the 19th century beard. Keeps the bugs out when I ride my yeah. Harley. But you know, what's a typical beer bar? I don't know, but but. Uh, Josh, you brought in this great beer. So, again, talking about where you get your beers and sourcing, tell us about the beer we, you poured for us. Yeah, I wanted to bring in some beers that we're, you know, we're representing during Beer Week. And uh, we have Interboro uh, for one of our events for Beer Week. This is a new one that just came out, uh, Bring the Noise. It's a double IPA. Um, just really, really, they've been making some fantastic beer out there. And, uh, you know, it's fun, like you are saying, Zach, about the community aspect of it and getting to know all these people that make the beer and, you know, once you've carried their beer for a while, you really do become, you know, like this really tight knit community. These guys, their their industry night party they had the other night or the other week was pretty much what inspired me to say that. So yeah. that was a good night. <laughs> yeah, and Let's, beer week's always fun that way too. Yeah, you know? like to be able to have all these guys out. You know, we've got you know five or six that are coming for some of these events. You know, different breweries that are all local. So what are some of the events you're having? Uh, we have. I mean, general theme. Yeah, I mean the the one that these guys are are coming with. Uh, we've got Grim and other half. Uh, we've got these guys. Uh, we've got Greenpoint. We've got Long Island City. You know, we tried to get as many of the local brewers in as we could get. Uh, KCBC is going to be there as well. Um, so, you know, we, we tried to, to... We've done events in the past where, you know, we went... I, I'm Canadian, so we did a Canadian event for a couple of years in a row. And, um, and we do have Allagash, so we do have some that are out, outside the city, too. But we tried to really focus on a lot of these. Do you, do you think that... Are there enough breweries in New York City to support the Beer Week? I wouldn't have said yes last year, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think really every year it just seems like there's so many more now than there were before. Uh, that yeah, I mean, I, I, we've got enough of a beer culture here now to support a week easily. Yeah, that's a big shout out to uh, Interboro. You know, one of our just from last year, 2016, they opened up. Yeah. And then you know, at the Wilkie, you know, you guys are. I first time I met you, and uh, you know, I looked you up on Facebook today. And, of course, Ralph brought salamis. But, um, I, I, love, I love a good snack sauce. T- tell us what, why you, you're out in Bed-Stuy, yeah. you're, 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 the philosophy behind you picking that location, opening it Sure. Um, you know, the, the whole story behind the bar, which uh, we get asked um, all the time, is, is, is really based on just a, a random uh, conversation that I had at a wedding uh, here in New York about two years ago. Um, I was living in Chicago at the time and didn't really uh, – didn't really have any intentions of opening up a spot, um, um, but uh, you know I've been in the beer business, uh, love the culture and community around it, and uh, I guess timing was right, and so uh, moved out here, and uh, we've you know been been doing our thing. Uh, it's uh, as far as you know from a structure standpoint, um, you know we we want you know with all all the stuff that goes on in the beer businesses uh, these days it can you know approachability is something that i i think is always something that should be kept in mind uh just because people can't nerd out um about every aspect of you know the lactose ipa that they're drinking uh doesn't mean that they can't enjoy it or you know so it's just about finding finding uh you know whatever whatever they're going to enjoy it what, whether they understand it or not and so the way we structure our list is is kind of to allow that to happen and so we have uh, 11 of the 18 beers are just style specific we kind of rotate uh what the style um the beers in that style and sometimes challenge the category you know like for a brown ale you know sometimes we're putting like uh, an esb or something of those uh that nature on that's still relatable and but uh you know a little bit of a, a departure from uh the standard and so yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a fun ride. Bedsty, um, definitely um, the specific. Uh, we're in like the southeast corner, so specifically there wasn't really much going on there. Still, really isn't that thank much. Thank you for coming. Yeah. As a Bedsty native, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and we and it's just been so um, welcoming and, and exciting uh, for us to come in. And you know, it's a very New York thing. I feel to be able to walk out your door and get whatever you need, whether that's going to the store, your bodega, or you know, a good neighborhood bar and. Uh, uh, you know, people had to leave the neighborhood uh, for that before we came, and so we've been really excited to uh, just have a, a you know a good local spot. This is my good toast to the 
New local in bed style. Looking, and you're one year old. So, Ralph, uh, what'd you pour us? This is like uh, delicious and, and interesting. This is actually the uh, first time I'm tasting it. I tried to bootleg a whole keg of it on a plane from Florida, but it didn't happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've thought about that many times. <laughs> uh, Todd Strauss, uh, <clears throat> Slim Pick and Cider, dear friend of mine. Uh, who wants to say the name of the cider? So he was. Tell that? us the back. So he's affiliated with Cigar City. It's the Ananas. <laughs> he's originally. He's originally the uh, cider and mead maker at Cigar City. Uh, we met a couple of years ago with guys from Brewski out of Sweden. I love their beer. Um, he does a lot of collabs with them. And this particular cider, from what he told me, is that's what it's that's what pineapple's called all across the world, except for the U.S. Uh, and this girl by the name of Anna, if I'm correct. She's a uh, she owns a coffee shop in Sweden, and she travels all over the place to get her beans. And she's friends with Todd, and her name is the same as this name of, the, of this cider. And <clears throat> they put a picture of her in a can and made a joke of it. Um, the, I'm drinking it; it's the first time I'm having it, so it's kind of cool because I get to talk about something that I never had before on the show. Well, you know, when, when you when when you pass it around, because we have like 20 beers on the table, right? Someone's going to take a picture of that. But my first, I knew Slim Pickens was making cider, but it tasted like a sour beer. What do you think, Zach? Well, the first I did. Didn't realize the cider until I picked up the can, and then I, I smelled pineapple off the bat, which I was like, "Oh man, you know, you get that in some beer." But yeah, this makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he went out of his it's, way. it's that good and that interesting. Yeah, yeah he know. went out of his way. It's just crazy pineapple. It's 100 percent natural, no sulfites, you know, all that jazz. It's actually six percent ABV, uh, and it drinks like really great. Um, Wish that keg made it to New York. <laughs> Let's make a toast to these great beer bar guys and, and everyone. And we're back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. In 1996, El Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio, HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Always check us out, HeritageRadioNetwork.org, become a member. But we're talking about right now the New York City Brewer's Choice, which is the event that we've been putting on with a lot of beer bar owners and other colleagues on uh, the last six, seven years in New York City for Beer Week. And Ralph, you know, Ralph Prado, eat BBDs. You know, one thing I really respect about you is that you know, you, you're out in Long Island, but you've, you've stepped up. You've come in to participate. You've done pop-ups at Threes. You, know, you came out last year to New York City Brewers' Choice, Pig Island. So, you know, what's your philosophy about, you know, you're, you're, you're really mixing it up in the industry. You're traveling. You're, you're putting your name out there as a chef as well as a beer guy. You know, you know, you know to be honest with you, uh, the, the, you know, like I say it last time I was on the show, brewers are like chefs. You know, we kind of speak the same language. So once you do one event, another brewer has food or meets you and talks beer, and we're all a bunch of nerds, you know, and we all become friends, and the next thing you know, something else lines up, you know, and then you hear about the next <clears throat> brewery doing something cool, I visit them, and the next thing you know, um, you know, they're getting launched here in New York, I try to help them out and, you know, uh, educate people on their beer. Like I mentioned before, you know, Angry Chair, I brought a couple of their bottles from Florida because I was just there, um, <clears throat> when I met Todd from Slim Pickens. And uh, there's some of these little breweries that are doing great stuff that nobody really knows about, um, and they're and they're they're real foodies. Um, I think I think being a chef or a cook uh, is the most uh, respected blue collar job in America. You know, the the wealthy people, you know, I shouldn't say wealthy, but the rich really look up to chefs and people of, of stature because uh, they can't do what we do. Yeah, man. And what what is the salami that we're tasting? Oh, it's just a it's just a smoked uh, dried kielbasa. 
I figured bring it because I had this juicy, you know, pineapple bomb for a cider, and I brought a bunch of stouts that are pretty funky from Angry Chair, and I figured you guys have a lot of beer. And every time I do the show, we're drinking. We're not eating anything to, <laughs> to balance it all out. So uh, I just I love it that. that cool. And, and for New York City Brewers Choice, March 1st, NewYorkCityBrewersChoice.com, what, what food are you bringing? Oh, you're bringing cider. Some I'm bringing some too. beers, too. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the boneless uh, barbecued sandwich that we did for Pig Island. Uh, That's great. It's a play off the McRib, but with an organic pig. It's pretty killer. <laughs> total, total beer. Do, do you press it food. into a shape so it looks like ribs? We do. We had, I had a oh custom mold made. Because, <laughs> you know, we, we butchered everything and grind everything at BBD. So we, we, we you actually. You know, when, had, when I knew America was different than other places, I was 18. I was traveling in Germany, and I went to the McDonald's, and they had the McRib there. And it was like, yeah, it was like pressed. The pork was pressed to look like and ribs. And you could get beer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's our killer. It's the most killer sandwich. I mean, I'm, it's awesome. On. Let's jump around. So you know, some of the other beer bars like have good food. I know Zach, you do. What are some of the food items that you have? I know Josh, you do we're, too. We're pretty straightforward, simple with us. We don't have like a full kitchen or anything. I wish we could get a, a meat mold in and do. Uh, make ribs at our place, but we're uh, do a pop up. Yeah, hey, yeah, you're you're always welcome. I'd love that. But we have like you know simple sandwiches, really good meat and cheese selections, stuff that we don't have to cook ourselves, but still tastes great. Um, but also our sandwiches are awesome. We've done a good job of putting. Ralph, I mean, together. you got huge chef chops. I mean, you work for John George. How do you make a McRib sandwich? You really want me to go into this? I do. Well, you butcher the whole pig. You separate the fat from the meat. Uh, you do a ratio weight on it, and then you actually emulsify the meat together with a food processor <laughs> slowly. Jowl fat. That's actually the best for emulsification. You know, you had a bunch of really fresh toasted that's, spices. That's some serious. The Wilkie's molded. hungry now. Yeah, yeah we actually cook like it. Up, we actually cook it on a griddle like McDonald's. Braise it in like a homemade barbecue sauce. We cook for two days. It's all on our social media. You can check it out. It's killer. I'm gonna have to do like a video on it because. <laughs> Uh, I just recently got sponsored by some some big like you know Cuisinart companies to do this to show how we make a fresh McRib. Uh, it's kind of funny how like the little things in life take off. You rip you rip yeah. McDonald's and everyone pays attention to you. Yeah. But listen, the beers the beers like that an I'm bringing organic Twinkie or something. To go right, with. right, right, right. The beer that I'm bringing also, which I'm excited to pour beer this year at you know at Brewers Choice. Uh, it's gonna be my friends from Good Measures up in Vermont. It's about you know ten miles south of uh, Montpelier. Super small batch brewery. They just started. Uh, doing a lot of like fun cool party beers as I like to call them you know he's really into lagers and doing things like that in four quarters I'm bringing their little umbrellas which is uh, basically a 3.5 Berliner um, over coconut uh, I love pina coladas. My favorite beer this year. He sent me a one you barrel. Like that, Sophia? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, women love it. I mean, it's killer. Um, so I'm excited to bring two draft lines that is something super small, rare, you know, just to get people excited. I picked those beers personally because it is a McRib, right? So you need a party beer, and you need and you need something like really sandwich. sour and. And, and and you know floral to go with the with, so, with so the Brian from that. the Wilkie he's smiling every since that's McRib and he well you know the more it's, you it's because it, you, you know described it. got a I, well I got you wouldn't believe well I got one question is the McRib really back like is it at McDonald's oh, right now or only it's, at it's, your spot like I'm getting sued in yeah. Germany <laughs> well happened. yeah we we the reason I'm keep smiling is because we just did something similar uh, t- today on Tuesday actually we, you know we're slinging tacos as as a lot of people do on Tuesdays but um, my first job ever was at a Taco Bell and it was when the Crunchwrap came out. Um, so, so last last week we just put on our menu um, not a Crunchwrap uh, Supreme, but a Munchwrap Extreme. Yes, <laughs> you and, know uh, it's, it's basically I, just using like quality ingredients. Thing. I'm not going into yeah. you know jowl fat and emulsification, but uh, we you know we're just riffing on that hilarious. So you do have food item. at the Wilkie. We do, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of like ABC, we, we we've. Uh, you know, we don't really have a full kitchen, um, but we're we're excited about what we're able to pull off with what we do have. I think I just made some business associates. <laughs> oh, doggy. Everybody needs you. Everybody needs Ralph. And then, Josh, you know, you got some food at Gold Star, Gold Star Beer Counter in Prospect Heights, too, right? We have some food, yeah. Uh, we we do a, a great brat. We have a couple sandwiches. We have some meat and cheese stuff as well. Uh we also have. I brought some uh, beer cheese as well. We should break out soon too. So what? Who, yeah. What is the history of beer cheese? I, I, I never had it in my life. Has anyone? Did anyone think, ever have you know, that before? I think so we make it too. It's it's pretty great. Midwest claims it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah if I lived in the Midwest. I would say. I mean, Wisconsin really knows their cheese. Maybe it started there. I don't know. Yeah, my, my wife is from. But what Wisconsin. is beer cheese? Uh, it, well, it's. I mean, how we do it? We we take a lot of cheddar and we blend it with beer. Add some spices. 
get a you know sleeve of Ritz crackers, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely sounds like the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, what, what kind of food do you like to eat when you're drinking beer? I think anything fatty, anything fried. I mean, something about alcohol kind of cuts the fat in food. Uh, so for me, salty, fried food, cheesy, oh, my God. It's like, you know, you have to have cheese. You have to have something fried, something fatty, something salty. Sweet things usually don't go that well because you don't want to, like, you know, that'll upset your stomach. But uh, for the most part, I think cheese always wins and fried food and carbs. And, then, and Josh from the well, what about you from Canada? What's a typical, you know, beer food? Well, I'm going to be typically Canadian and say poutine. Uh, oh. you know, cheese and the gravy and As someone who went to college and, in Canada, I can't agree with that more. It's That's a the, it's Exactly. It's, it's all the things you want right before you know what? You know, I know, I know a Canadian that could tell me where to get good pe- pe- <laughs> poutine in America. <laughs> yeah, like where in New York? I want to know because I miss poutine. Yeah, like... My well, land. on Canada Day this year, you'll know exactly where to get. You come to my place right. on yeah. July first. <laughs> You're doing it at the well. Yeah, yeah. And right, right, Mile End has right. Yeah, they exactly. get good poutine. Yeah, yeah. I, I like. Keep talking, Zach. I like I, this. I didn't know you went to McGill, the Canada. Well, he's boy. a real Canadian. I just, I just got to go up there and learn about it for four years. And I was in Montreal, which is like a different kind of Canada. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. That's our most like European part of Canada, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this show is about Canada now. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go. Josh at Gold Star. Gold Star. I, I want to ask yeah. Ralph more about food, but Gold Star. What's different about you is that compared to like a big tap room or something, you're just like intimate. And I'm gonna, I'm giving you props because Thank my you. style of beer bar is I like Spite and Dive. In Williamsburg, right. you're about the same size as Spite and Dival. We're tiny, a little more yeah. modern decor. Definitely. You have records. We do only vinyl. But when you opened, weren't you trying to be? You were trying to be more of a beer store, but you're really more of like a, a little bar, aren't you? Uh, the, yeah, the goal. I think the goal was always to be uh, a, a beer bar that we could also, you know, come. You know, you come in, you have some beer, you have a couple pints. and on the way out, you grab some stuff to go. Um, and so that was our goal going into it. Was to just kind of be this kind of beer centric location, neighborhood joint. You know, we're in kind of like an off street, so uh, we wanted to be beer only, but also like we do a lot of growlers. We have a, a to go window as well, um, and that was cool. And I saw you a couple weeks ago. You had um, the guys came up from North Carolina, burial beer. Yeah, and and of course you had it on draft. It was like <laughs> some type of IPA. It was ma- yeah, but, um, it, I think that one was Massacre of the Innocent, and that was yeah. one. That was the best beer you had on tap. It was, it, I think it was too. You had yeah, Hill Farms. Yeah. You had some great stuff. Definitely. And it, the beer we're drinking now. Who brought that? Uh, I brought that one as well. So uh, what is it? So this is a uh, OEC Albus. I was just up there. I brought it back. I was up there last Tuesday. Uh, OEC from Connecticut. Yep, uh, they're uh, love those guys. Affiliated yes, with beer. Uh, so Be United, uh, the importers, uh, and it's just a, just a like magical experience being there. Like getting to see how how they treat their beers. Everything goes through their cool ship. Um, Everything like the love that goes into making these things. It's that great. was one of the coolest places I've ever visited. They had like the barrel buried underground, surrounded by pine needles because yeah. they want like the just like and then like the apiary that, and the vineyards. And you're like, what? How do you find time to do that anything? Was special, that was a special event. Wasn't that it? was yeah. What event was that? I that was, was there as well. Uh, that was just was like the tour called? day, like the. It's like the brewer today. Zymaturgy or something. something yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. like that. I yeah. mean, big props. Well, let's, 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 let's go on that note. So we all love OEC up in Oxford, Connecticut. It's off of I-84. It's an industrial park, and yet it's an ecological paradise. Right. Where they're, like, they're growing all different fruits and, and to, to create their own yeasts. I mean, I mean, you guys tell us your experience there. This is a cool thing. The first you guys thing get you, to see everything. The first so. thing you get when you walk in there is they had baked us fresh bread, and like they had used like all the cultures and stuff. Like the, These guys are... like geeks beyond beer but then they take us on a tour through their vineyards and their their apiary they're like they're getting their own honey from these bees near like it's a, it's a crazy program i actually remember leaving and thinking that i was really underachieving just by doing what i was doing in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> these guys find all the time to do all those things that's and, why we open bars right? exactly <laughs> and, and you went up there too josh right? yeah i was just up there on tuesday uh yeah, it was, I mean, just a that pit where they they store like do they age the yeah Yugurua, the pine needles Yuraga yeah it, it was it was actually frozen over when we were up there I couldn't see inside there but yeah it, I mean just like going through the barrels seeing what they're doing hearing their like how how their feelings are towards brewing it's just an amazing thing Wilkie wait, wait. 
Brian. Yeah, I was just curious. I'm actually not familiar with these guys. The beer is fantastic that we're drinking right now. This experience that both of you guys are talking about, is this something that other people can can check out any time, or was it like a very specialized, uh, I own a bar kind of experience? <laughs> I say, talk to your uh, Shelton Brothers people, your... They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll hook you up. Yeah, they'll de- yeah they'll definitely take you on a tour up there. But there's also, I mean, they're also. A, be, it's uh, actually be united. They're uh, uh, oh, my god, I'm so sorry. Be united. That's <laughs> they're also just a brewery that also does releases and bottle releases. So you could t- go up there on a Saturday where they have a release and, and definitely catch bottles. What's the What's the drive like from uh, New York here? Like two hours. Two hours. Come yeah. Come out to Long Island. Come to BBDs. Take the ferry over. You'll be there in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually. And if you two, want, two you, birds, you, one stone. I like yeah, it. There you go. You can go. <laughs> through union distributors to set you up with like a walkthrough there and everything. They, they do right. Cool. This is a great show. We're going good directions. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. This is my show, guys. This is like my favorite beer bar, guys, from New York City. So once again, say your names in the place. Let's do it fast. Come on, Zach. Uh, Zach Mack from Alphabet City Beer Go Co. Go faster, faster. Ralph Perazzo from BBDs. Brian Fisher from The Wilkie. Josh Van Horn from Gold Star Beer Counter. Sophie Del Giganti, BeerFitClub.com. Josh Richel from The Well. So how'd you get on the show, Sophia? Yes. <laughs> you know, you, you know, I know. I'm the only chick in the room, and I'm the only one wearing uh, pink besides my friend here, Jimmy. Yes, I have salmon, but... I, um, I, I met Jimmy back in the day, like... Uh, well, uh, it goes with the beard, you know, Jimmy. Walt Whitman said, you know, when he was writing under the byline of someone, his name was like Mort something, you know, the long beard is like, keeps the germs from your mouth, and I've been told that, you know, one time I walked down the street with my daughter with a pink shirt, and there were some hip hop dudes, and they, they patted me on the show. They go, "You're the pimp." <laughs> so I've been trying to wear pink a little more, but <laughs> pink's a good you know. color. So what did you, you brought us a beer from Long Island? What did you bring us? Uh, this is Mustache from Mustache over in Riverhead, New York. It's Patsy rides again. It's a milk stout with coconut, a toasted coconut. It tastes like a fucking Samoa, guys. It's so good. You know, a, a lot of Long Island breweries are coming out to Brewers Choice. So yeah. Mustache is coming. Port Jeff, Greenport Harbor, you know Barrier. A few others too. They're doing some great. Blind shit, Bat's guys. coming out too. Blind Bat. Oh, very cool. You know, we're trying to get bring together. Well, that event's great because try to bring together, and you guys are all invited. But trying to bring together like the breweries that we know, and and you know, in the beginning it was again like the same tracing how we buy beers for our bars. It was like oh, American Craft, some imports. But now there's so many beers from New York City and, and the surrounding region. I mean, we have almost 50 breweries from New York City and the region at this event, and it's amazing, right? I mean, whoever would have thought five years ago that we would have had. Yeah, I, I, have a, I have an event on the 13th, and I had a, it's a can event, and I was like, I need like 10 to 15 breweries locally for cans, and like, I actually had too many breweries <laughs> to get from. It's great, because now, you know, like, we finally got back to the point, you know, sort of pre-prohibition, where we've got more breweries now than we ever had before, and it was, at that point, like, a really local thing. Like, you went to your local brewery, and that was the beer you drank. It was like rooting for the home team, and now it's almost to that point again where, you know, there's a brewery in almost every neighborhood around the city. But like Josh and Brian, let's talk about you guys because you're newer. How do you guys do that? How do you get your local guys in and still mix it up? I know when I was there, you had Burial and Hill Farms sit on trap draft, and then you had a lot of local guys. Uh, I mean, we we keep a pretty international list. Uh, I mean, we try to. I, I try to have at least some things from Europe all the time. Uh, I mean, we we have sixteen tap lists with uh, taps, so it's not like tons, but um, we do try to keep it. I mean. It, it it ebbs and flows, but I bet there's usually six things on the list what's that are local. To, if we go back to your place tonight, what's your go-to beer oh, on man, tap? That's hard. Uh, <laughs> it's not. You Put actually you know. Uh, he knows. I mean, he has a I mean we, we, we do have a keg of uh, Tired Hand Saison hands going right now, and just a really nice tart Saison. Uh, yeah, I, I, that might be my go-to, like, easy drinking kind of thing right now. And Brian, the same for you. So at the Wilkie... 
you know, there's so many great New York City breweries. Yeah, How do you absolutely. Balance, balance I, you know, lines? when I was you know originally doing doing research and trying to figure out you know what how this was all going to come together, um, there wasn't as much going on as there is now, and it's it's really exciting. You know, when someone comes into the bar and they say, well, you know, what's local? It's a question we often all get, and you turn around and you look at the list, and there's there's a lot. You know, there's a you know sometimes eight stuff. You know, eight 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 of the eighteen we have that are from New York. Um, so it's it's really exciting. But we're all American stuff, um, so we don't. We don't go into the you know the European or international side of things um, at the Wilkie because at, you know at this point I feel like there's just so much good stuff here. Whether it's a European or Belgian style, there's breweries both in the local market and um, around the country that are just knocking those styles down um, in a really lovely way. So, so at, the, at the Wilkie tonight, what's your go-to beer? Uh, so the first beer that, speaking of European styles, the first beer that kind of turned me on to craft beer years ago. Um, was you know a Belgian classic Saint Bernard's App 12, uh, it's Belgian quad, and right now we have a uh, transmitters A4 on, um, which is a quad, and it's uh, it's fantastic. And I would say on a cold you know brisk evening like we're having here uh, today in uh, in New York, I would go with something big, and I'd probably go with the transmitter A4. So staff trips, a lot of the new breweries invite you know beer bars. Hey, bring your staff to our brewery. Um, who's done that, and, and where have you been? Actually, we've kind of made it a tradition. I think we, every three months, we'll try to bring our staff out to something new. We've done single cut like half a dozen times <laughs> since they opened. They're, they, they've had the benefit of being there for the longest, I guess. We do other half. You do trips out to Long Island City is easy because you can like walk between them. Um, but yeah, Interboro's party, knock, like, five out. Yeah, you can basically yeah. do half of a half of the beer coming out of Queens in one day. But uh, Interboro's party was a big fun one. Yeah. It's usually fun when you can get it with other beer bars, so everyone gets to intermingle and hang sure. out. Yeah, last night was actually our like holiday staff party, and we kind of did both together. We went over to Greenpoint Beer and Ale. Um, they got you know good food and it's pretty low key from a service standpoint. So I think it was good, good for the group and you know we got to check out the brewery as well, which was was fun for the staff. I, I was just there before I came here and I saw that charcoal like spit grill they got there. That looks awesome. Yeah, hey, Rob. So you're in town for today for the show. Where else did you go today? You really want to know? I want to know your whole itinerary. What Seriously? Ralph does Am I really allowed to be, Can I really say this on yeah, the air? the whole thing. Uh, I met with some <laughs> Polish friends, and uh, they brought me to some uh, really good charcuterie places down in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, actually, uh, introducing me to different styles of meats that I'm not aware of. Um, then I went to, I was supposed to meet Doniger at Elwife because we're doing a pop-up there on the I don't know what date it is, but um, I, <clears throat> you know, I bounced around. I thought it was going to be late, actually, but then I ate some sushi right next to here because I realized they were closed because they had a, a party the night before, which was really good. I think it was called Momo's, right next to the... Yeah, Momo's Sushi. We love them. Good people over there. Yeah, feel great. And then, Josh, you, you, you told us earlier about a trip you took. You went up to Maine recently. Yeah, so my wife's family is from up in Maine, uh, so... <laughs> Some of my friends and I, we always go up every year in January because it's a little bit slower for us bar owners. Uh, that first week of January, we go up, take a you know rent a, a van. And, Love the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> and we just hit as many breweries as we can so we you know, drink, between here bar and Bar owners, we drink cans too. You know? Yeah. I still like our draft system. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we hit every brewery we can. We, you know, we hit Trillium and Treehouse and all those guys that we can't get down here. And then I, I just, you know, I have a place in my heart for all the, the main brewers up there. Uh, you know, so we hit up Allagash and Bunker and uh, you know Maine and all those guys up there, and then oh, bring you as didn't much stop back at Oxbow. We oh, we did absolutely. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah Tim was actually just down here the other day. Yeah, he's a great uh, dude. Yeah, yeah, they're just good guys. Did, I did the same trip at Christmas time with my dad. Did Oxbow and Allagash. It's like seriously one of the you can knock out so many good breweries on yeah. a relatively quick trip to a huge state. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, I mean great. the number of breweries they have in that little town is. Insane, and they've yeah. always, they've got great restaurants too up there. Oh my yeah, it's God. Cool. Really good I, I, you guys are making me super jealous. I mean, <laughs> first year owning a bar, I haven't had time to do any of this excitement. But there, uh, there's, this, there's this lobster roll at this place that Tim sent me to. Uh, they steam their buns oh for their God. lobster roll. Even tied, oh yes. <laughs> it's like 16 bucks yeah. for like a small but, lobster roll, but it's yeah. the best. Let, let's reel it in. Let's talk about your guys' places. So um, <laughs> you were just at Greenpoint. So I'm drinking one of the new Greenpoint cans here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the, the beers that I have got really excited about when I was uh, starting to familiarize myself with what they're doing there was a beer that they made called Sippy Cup. It came out like last year sometimes. It was a lactose IPA, so you know, milk IPA, which is an interesting style. You see, you know, some people starting to explore with that. And uh, I, I just found out last night that they're not making it anymore, and um, or they're only going to do cans only, and um, so we won't be able to see it on draft at the at the Wilkie. But uh, they recommended this. This is constant reassurance uh, from Greenpoint. It's a 
juicy oat pale ale. Uh, that's an interesting style category, <laughs> uh, which I love. Creativity, it's awesome. Uh, but yeah, so this does have lactose in it as well, and uh, the can work—if you can see it—is yeah, uh, they're really stepping up their can work. Oh yeah, no, it is. It, I mean, they—they—I they, was talking to them about that last night. They, you know, like a lot of breweries, the, the canning thing is real hot right now for sure. It's a great vessel for beer, and they're—they're uh, they're doing. Um, they're trying to get a lot of their stuff into cans, and the artwork is awesome. So what do you guys sell? So Josh, I know you have, you have a great draft lineup. You Thanks. sell some growlers to go, but do you also sell cans too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. I mean, we probably have I don't know 80, 80 bottles, twenty cans at any given point. We get you know we get our deliveries once a week usually, and you know and they usually blow out everything that's you know like the hot stuff. Like we got it, we got this the Greenpoint mm-hmm. Constant Racer and said too. It's gone very quick. So it's been we, nice with know. the you know beer menus and those sort of things now, where people can actually search you know when you get a beer right away when you get it you know there's so many times where we get deliveries now right people show up knowing that the beer is going to be there they show up for that beer and it really has helped us out a lot i think but, but what about what about like beer bar restaurant hospitality you know it's like okay i know i'm gonna go like there, you know of course our good friend josh burns now is kind of like the first official new york times beer writer great article about cans a lot of listeners will see it but like what is it about beer bars? Like, why should I go there instead of going to a tasting room? I mean, I want to go, but is there a sense of hospitality? What makes a beer bar or restaurant different than going to a, a brewery tasting room? I'll, I'll take that one. I mean, um, well, my place in general, you know, I went out of my way to put a high-temp dishwasher behind that just for glasses only. Um, like I was mentioning before, the draft system, how it pours certain beers at certain temperatures and certain calibration. So you get a perfect beer every time. Um, and the food options that are there for a full-blown-out bar or restaurant than just a brewery, per se. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, it's funny because the brewers, and you always ask this, Jimmy, <clears throat> when you meet people and you, and, you, and you learn about new brands, the main thing is is us bar owners, we drink a lot of beer. And yep. different beer from all over the place. <laughs> no, think about it. Like, I have, I have 30 lines, too, and the cast engine. And, you know, I, <clears throat> I have a huge bottle list, too, in cans. But... Brewers don't drink as much beer as us, if you think about it, because we get so much different stuff. And they're they're calling know, me they saying drink their own beer. You know? They're calling yeah. me saying, "Hey, I heard you got the new beer. How is it?" I'm like, "It's good. I'll send you one in the mail." You know, I'm a DJ, an old friend of mine, the original brewer from uh, Greenport, who's now at Sierra Nevada. I send them beer all the time up here, you know, just because you know <clears throat> he wants to see what's going on. Um, so I think I think as a beer bar owner, if you're a true craft beer drinker, you're better off going to you know a beer bar place just because of the selection. Yeah, I think I think that there's definitely some truth behind what you're saying about you know the uh, the brewers and we did an event with Evil Twin a while back. I'm getting used uh, to his voice. I didn't know it was like who's that talking? (laughs) Yeah, and uh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we did an event with Evil Twin and uh, uh, Yepa came by and uh, we had a a beer on and he's like, yeah, I want I haven't even tried that yet, you know. But he spent time making it, so sometimes they're not even able to drink their own stuff, dealing with all the production aspects of. I think it's also about who's behind the bar. You know, the bartenders, if they're knowledgeable, if it's a really good beer bar, you're going there, you love beer, you can talk their ear off, they're going to love it. I especially go on an off time because I'm going to talk a lot about beer. I want to know what they have on tap. I want to know, you know, if you like a juicy IPA, IPA, which IPA should I get today? And, you know, um, I think it's really, to me, I'm a, like a more humanistic person. I like to know who's behind the bar. I like to know that they're knowledgeable, and I Absolutely. like to know that they're yeah. like yeah. 100% passionate about craft beer. I mean, that's a, I you know, speaking from a consumer to you know someone trying to provide that level of service and experience, uh, that's what we get really passionate about at the Wilkie. Um, you know, the stories behind all these incredible breweries, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and then also just being able to you know have that conversation with someone and you know meet them at their needs and and just the, the, you know the, the level of service I think at a bar or restaurant. Because of all these different aspects um, that uh, you know we're all talking about, uh, I think it just it goes to another notch. Not to say that we're hating on our you know our tap room friends because that's just you know a, a, a great but different experience know. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a ton of text messages after this, after this, after this show. <laughs> I think too. I mean, like we you know they we clean s- their glasses. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot of time you know even on this show where it's all about beer bar owners talking about the breweries. You know, like we all love this shit. You know, like we all. Yeah. Our whole lives revolve around it. You know, we love to talk about the guys that make it too, and it's sort of I, I kind of liken it to like us being like a DJ compared to you know the actual people in the band. You know, the guys that make the beer, they're awesome. 
yeah. we kind of idolize them to a certain extent, you know, maybe. And we love talking about them. We love talking about all of them, pretty much, you know. So you go into a beer bar and you hear about, you know, every beer that that person behind the bar has been drinking, and they give you recommendations. Have you heard of this? You know about this one. See, yeah. I, I like I like promoting the weird beers and the breweries that yeah. no one knows. You know, I, I, I get a, I get a kick of putting like nine lines of sours up, and everyone's like looking for an IPA. <laughs> you know, I, I love doing that. You like the high fidelity beer bar, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I've... Thank you. <laughs> Cheers to me, John Cusack. <laughs> and, and Zach, for you, like you know, you, you write for Thrillist. You know, do, do you get to travel a lot, or what are you writing about? Yeah, mostly? no, that's a beer. I mean, I don't think you can cover well, beer one these beer, days. Last beer, guys. Yeah, uh, this one we're doing the. Uh, the I just opened up a, our, one of our first crawlers here, uh, Finback uh, Three Minutes to Midnight, which is like an American porter. It's ridiculous. Do you have a machine? Yeah, I just got it in. We we, oh, we debuted it on uh, Super Bowl hey. Sunday. It was a ballsy move, but we did it. Congratulations! Um, thanks. It's it's been a smashing success so far, um, but. Uh, what were we just talking about? Yeah, it's 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 great. You can't really cover beer unless you're getting on the road these days because there's just so much that can't make its way to you. Not everyone's got the budget or the means to send samples to your way. So if you're not – I also feel like beer is so contextual, and if you're not getting into where it's coming from, you're going to miss something sometimes or all the time. So I, uh, I try to make it a point to get out of the city at least – Twice a month. It's hard as a bar owner, but uh, I've I've seen a lot of corners of the planet this year and the country, and uh, it's really helped me understand the beer thing in general. Okay, I'm going to cut it short. But last question: Who, who wants? What are you thinking about right now? Because as a beer owner, you're, you know, bar owner, you're like looking at your phones. You know, you what are you? What's on your mind right now? And you're thinking about what's back at your establishment. Anybody wants to jump in on that? I was thinking about the, getting us all back for a beer afterwards, but that's what, I will go to the on Tuesdays. Don't you guys have a two dollar beer night or something? Yeah, yeah, we do two dollar Tuesdays at the well. And I'm thinking about waiting for an inspection. That's on my mind. So, what, so everybody go through. What do you? What's on your mind right now? You get people back at your spot. We're hands on owners. I have, I have 20 cases of beer coming from the Alchemist right now, and I'm wondering if my staffs put it in their <laughs> yeah. car. All right, nice. for an event on the 13th. Which beer? Uh, they sent me Focal Banger and Heady Topper. Very cool. But we're selling for five bucks a can just to be fun. With local brewery cans. And that's a great. So you guys also, you know, you're doing discounts. You're trying to encourage like community and bring people in. Yeah, man. That's yeah. all on them. Kudos to the Alchemist for sending a bunch of cool beer to promote local breweries, too. What are you thinking about, Brian? <clears throat> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about that Muntrap Extreme because um, that, that's a new item. And, uh, you know, it's just fun stuff like that. Uh, we got a great guy behind the bar tonight. So um, I'm... I'm Thinking about not thinking about things for once, actually, yes. which is uh, which is a really exciting thing. Uh, you know, it's our first year in business, and it's it's been uh, a whirlwind, wild ride, and there's been you know a lot to uh, think about and stress out about um, all the time. Whether it's you know inspection or you know a faucet that won't turn off, um, and you get called to figure that out. Um, or toilet. Toilet. Uh, <laughs> toilets are important too. Seriously, oh, I, was, I always have this fear that like someone's just gonna like manhandle a, like a even just a water faucet <clears throat> on a sink and it's gonna snap off and your water's gonna shoot up with this door handle on her bathroom and just breaks. Yeah, we've we've all been through the, the our fair share of natural and man-made disasters. Jimmy knows what I'm talking about. And, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're all worried about inspections. I'm worried about like. I have a 20 case order coming in from Union that I was waiting on all day to help my staff like <laughs> unload. Just, I'm the kind of that kind of owner, but now I'm afraid I'm going to get back there and there's going to be 18 cases for me to carry downstairs myself. But it's all day in life. Well, this is a great show. You guys are really awesome. And Sophia, quick plug. So you know, we know you as a beer writer, invite you on, but you've, you're doing yoga and beer. Yeah, beer and yoga, as you guys know, is very hot right now. It was uh, just featured on Mashable. It I know the perfect viral. guy for you for yoga and beer. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm the perfect guy. <laughs> Instructor, I do. No, okay. no, it's a guy. He's, he's really, he's this. really into yoga, but drinks a lot of. All right, so <laughs> yeah, because um, I drink before I go to the gym, just so you know. So. I literally just launched the website last week. We were under a different name, BeerFitClub.com, um, and we are all about. Um, 
stay fit, drink local. And so we go from brewery to brewery, and this is our way. As a beer writer, I met so many brewery owners, and they struggle to keep the lights on, keep the beer on tap. It's a very expensive game to be in. And so this is my way to give back. It's promoting local beer, bringing people, bringing customers so to local You do yoga beer. At, at, the, at the bars? And- at the bar- breweries, and we're actually Crazy. going to be extending to bars. And when we do it at bars, one of the stipulations is... You you have to have at least four drafts of um, local beer. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It is. All right. Quick. Cheers. Okay. Go through one more time. Let's sign off. Everybody, what are you doing? Why should I go to your bar during New York City Beer Week if I'm visiting New York? So, well, uh, the, the good thing about this is we'll just be having up as many local people as possible, like always, and we'll be throwing a couple parties with the union, and it'll be a good time. Great. We do a lot of beer, stoner food. Come to BBDs. All right. Yeah. Awesome. We're, we're uh, doing an event uh, that's just taking uh, kind of advantage of this whole conversation, and uh, we're bringing in uh, nine different breweries from the Hudson Valley region of uh, New York. The There's so many, you know, Which great ones? A couple Very new cool. Ones. Yeah. Uh, Equilibrium. They're, they're really new. Um, Sloop. Uh, um, we're doing some stuff from Newburgh and um, just I mean there's there's nine and it you know there's there's a lot of like great stuff coming out of uh, out of right. New York in that particular spot. Josh Goldstore. Man, I'm intimidated. I haven't really nailed too much <laughs> down yet. <laughs> It'll be good though. We'll have something going on. Uh, look for a curated tap list. Yeah, right. Josh at the well. Besides two dollar Tuesdays. Aside which, from that tonight, yeah, I mean, like I said before, we got all the local ones that are coming in: Interboro, Other Half, Grim, uh, KCBC, all those guys. But we're also doing uh, one with Allagash, uh, which we're going to be having Matina Rossa on tap for the first time ever in New York City. It's great. And a big shout out again, New York City Brewers Choice, March first. Help support the radio show. So check us out. And uh, any parting words? Zach is ready to go. I just wish we could say we could call it Toonie Tuesdays. Is all I want to say. <laughs> Throw back to Canada. If if only people understood what I was talking I, if about. If only. <laughs> this, I want to say, guys, thanks for coming up. This is one of my favorite shows I've had so far. Don't forget, guys, listeners out there, we love good beer, but as Ralph said, the beer bar owners are the arbiters of taste, just like, you know, like you said, we're the DJ for the band. So don't forget, there's some great beer bars out there that, that should be part of your New York City Beer Week. And I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors who've helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to, again, Zach, Raff, <laughs> Zach Ralph, Josh, Josh, Brian, Sophia, Woo! for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producer, Jimmy. Yes, thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. Intern Hillary and our engineer, David Tadishore. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. Say that fast. Zalf, Rack, and Jash. All right. for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.